Mate, Lee at CrossFit said I had one of the deepest squats he'd ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I can believe it. Hi, Eric. It's Wes here from Indiewood Promos. Welcome to Tim and Gen's Weekend Podcast, an unabridged audio chat of two best friends telling you about what they have done over the weekend. Or Tim talks about Tokyo Olympics and says how amazing the BMXing was, but it really was, wasn't it? But was it as good as Tim's shirts in Tokyo? Let's find out. I really wish I'd have listened to that before I pressed play. <laughs> you not listen to it yet. Cheers, Wes. I thought he was going to mention you at least or say something about you, but he, he really didn't, did he? No, that's fine. Well, he was right. He nailed it, though, didn't he? We probably are going to talk about your shirts quite a lot. Um, thanks for the so. intro, Wes. Cheers. That was really nice, wasn't it? When did he ping that over to you this morning? Um, I got it last night which was about four days ago in your time. I'm so literally all over the place with the days. Couldn't even tell you. Ah, but that is very nice. Wes, you're a legend. That's Wes from Indiewood uh, Indiewood Promos with a nice little uh, listener intro for us right then. All over the place. All over the place. Um, I, I'm using a different soundboard today, so that's why I couldn't find the I couldn't find our intro music. Well, we were meant to start half an hour ago, and we've been faffing around with tech things, haven't we? We've reset the computer three times to try and get going, but we're back on story of our lives. But, hey, listen to this! It's not a beer; it's a can of Coca Cola. When did you last have a can of Coca Cola? Because we, me and you, think that we're dead good, don't you? We we think we don't drink sugary drinks. We don't drink sugary drinks. But every now and then, me and you like a sugary drink, don't we? I'm quite part. Do you know what I'm quite partial to that I treat myself to? There's a there's a Dr Pepper. No, there's a drink that I get from the the shop on the corner that's like run by these tur- the Turkish guys corner shop by me, and they do this orange. It's like a Turkish orange drink. That's like it's like Fanta, but way sweeter. You know, like. Do you remember when you were a kid, McDonald's orange used to be different? It was like that orange that used to yeah. taste like... Do you remember? It's so ferociously yeah. fake orange. It's like yeah, that. Yeah. And they do these little <laughs> bottles that it's called like Tuck or something. T-U-K or ta- or Tack. I can't remember. But yeah. it's so delicious. And I treat myself after football to one and have it with... It's like the most refreshing, sugariest thing ever. It's pretty bad. But it's only a treat after I've like, if I've played football, if like, if I'm absolutely gasping. You essentially undo all the hard work you've done, pretty um, much running around the football pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, no, good sugary drink every now and then. Never hurt anyone, did it? Well, remember like cola as kids? It was it was you had Coke, you had Coca Cola, but then you had bottles of co- normal cola, didn't you? What like and that cola? Like Panda Cola, which was a diff- again a different type of cola to anything else. Happy Shopper Cola, Happy and Shopper, Happy Shopper. <laughs> yeah, no, mate, because we weren't poor like you yeah. as kids. Yeah, no, we were like mega rich. Um, welcome to the Tim and Gendel Weekend Podcast. Yay! We always do this. We go off on a tangent. 
start off on a weird tangent before we've actually introduced what the podcast is to the new listeners. So go on, Timo, do that. Monday, the 2nd of August, it's the Tim and Gend Weekend Podcast. I'm Tim, he's Gend. Today, Hello. you find us um, in separate rooms, separate lives, separate countries. I'm in Tokyo and Gendel is in Dalston in London. And this is our little podcast. We're best mates, have been for years. And every Monday, we sit down, chat about what we got up to over the weekends. This was something we started in lockdown, didn't we? Um, because we were, you know, we, we, we liked to catch up because we couldn't get, to, we didn't get to see each other as much. And so we used to sit down every Monday and we thought, you know what? Let's put it on digital, digital tape. So we, uh, we started the podcast and here we are with episode 43. Mm, and we're still struggling to record it now. What, what is it? 40, <laughs> 43? Let's say 43. Wow. Yeah. Uh, been going for quite a while, but we do like to, we rate our weekends, we discuss what we've done, we catch up because we think it's important, as does uh, a charity that's very close to our hearts, Calm. So we always give them a little shout out at the start of each show. It's a leading movement against suicide. And um, they're, they're advocates of, of having a chat as well. And, and so they like to give us a shout out back. And in return, we kind of give them a shout. So if you're in trouble... Go to thecalmzone.net. There's, there's also a, a phone line 0800 58 58 58, which is confidential, which you can call if you feel the need to talk to anyone. Absolutely. Well said. So at this point in the podcast, we like to rate our weekends. Um, and I'm going straight in, Gendel. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Four. 10 is out that- of 10. Press- Flipping heck. Well, I'm not up there. No? Um, I can see why. I, I kind of know why you're probably going to go 10 out of 10. It's quite a special weekend, wasn't it, for you? Uh, I'm going to go... Mine was good. Uh, it was a It was a 7, I'd say. All right. 7. It was all right. It was, you know, nothing to shout about from the rooftops, but it was still good. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, let's find out. Friday, Friday. What did you do on Friday night? Friday night. Hang on, let me check my notes. <laughs> I'll start. You know Go, Go on, on then. Okay, no, so, I've got it. 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 I'll do mine quick because yours is going to be the talking point. So I'll do mine quick. Oh, go on. Um, so, hey, someone asked Justin Bieber, Tim, yeah, what his favourite Olympics was, and do you know what he said? Oh, yeah. Um, no, don't tell me. What his favourite Olympics or his favourite sport at the his Olympics? His favourite Olympics. His favourite Olympics definitely was, um, oh, London, London, London. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Go no. on, he what says, was it? Is it too late for me to say it's Archie? Told you that. So the well, this is it. This is what's in my notes, right? <laughs> so I've got in my notes. I created a joke, and it just says Bieber Sochi. So I used to do this thing, right? I I realised that I would come up with really good ideas in the morning, like really early. I think I've told you this. I used to have a little notebook by yeah, my bed, by the side of your bed, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. used to have like mad ideas when I was like half asleep and half awake, at, like really early in the morning, and then I'd forget them. I'd wake up properly. I'd have a cup of tea and I'd forgotten it. 
So I you, always so used, I used to, to say to me, you always, when we were living together, you'd always come in, you'd be like, I just had the most mental idea. <laughs> and yeah. it was. But then quite more often than not, you'd forget them in that time. It Definitely. took you to get out of bed and then walk to get a cup of tea in the morning. You'd already forgotten. Yeah. It's a weird, like, it's a weird state of mind where things are just kind of, you, you're really creative. I think, I don't know, something. So on Friday morning, I know this is cheating because we don't know when we talk about Friday morning. But I, so I, fa- I saw that note. And I remember half waking up and <laughs> in the middle of the night and, and thinking of that joke, of like coming up with that Justin Bieber joke of like, Sachi, well, weird, Sachi. And I, t- and I rolled over. I don't have pen and paper anymore. I have, I have my phone and my notes. So I just wrote in Justin Bieber joke and I looked at my phone. It was 5.30 in the morning when I came up with that joke. Why is my brain thinking about a flipping Justin Bieber Olympic theme joke? Obviously, there's a lot of Olympics on. Where did that come from, right? I've come up with, a, like, about three jokes in my life. Why at 5.30 in the morning did I wake up and think of a joke? And, uh, and that's, it's just weird. There's something weird. So, so basically, I think everyone should, like, have their notebook ready for just things that strike. 5.30. I went back to sleep after, and then, the ne- and then later that day, I saw that note. I was like, oh, yeah, I did, yeah, I did do that. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> so weird. But anyway, oh, that is funny. Well, that's my. So that's my. So that's what you did joke. Friday. Yeah. That was Friday. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the highlight. The fact that that's in my notes. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, we went to a our friend's um, art show. So my so Camilla, my wife, one of her best friends, Bloody Alina. Hell, mate. I know. Check this out. Well, Alina art is, show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's the, well, John, this is John, who's um, Alina, who's really good friends of, of Camilla's. They used to work together. Good friends yeah. of mine now. And her husband, John, who's I've hung out with quite a lot now. I really like him. He's good. Like, he's like the least, he's like the least arty artist ever. He's just like a very no, hang normal. On. What, what? No. What? Less artist like than um, the old striker that used to play for Mass Shop, the Chelsea fan. Oh, yeah, name? yeah, yeah. He's like, and yeah. Brim. Yeah, he's he a right just, lad, wasn't he? Yeah, you'd never have put he's, him down as an artist. Danny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Danny, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. Go he's, on. He's so so John is, John's not an artist then? Well, no, he's a, he's a very good artist and he's very, uh, he's quite well known, I think. Quite well, I don't know the art world, but I think, he, you know, he had a little gallery on, um, uh, an exhibition, whatever you'd call it. Um, it was in a bookies. It was called Art in the Bookies, I think. I can't remember. He's basically found this old, like, bookies that had, just closed down and they let him have it. So we put his art in there and um, we went to his exhibition and looked at his artwork. You can have a look, his Instagram. If you want to have a look, it's at jm.doubleday. It's John Doubleday. So you can have a look at his art if you want. Is that but, his name? Um, Doubleday? John Doubleday, yeah. Jesus, um, what a cool name. It is a cool name. But he's a, yeah, he's, he's a, he's, last thing, he's a cool guy, but he's an understated cool guy. Doesn't think he is. That's why he's not What's very his yet. art like? What was he drawing? So it's changed. It's, it's changed quite a lot. So he used to do very, oh, God, I can't describe art. It was very like this intricate. It was almost like these little, little panels. You can have a look on his Instagram. If you scroll down to his older stuff, it was like really detailed like little squares and crazy collages that I think would have taken a long time to do. Um, but then his newer stuff was more like these big canvases that are different colours and stuff. I, right. can't, I mean, I, I can't describe it, but it's cool. It was really cool. But the best bit about it 
yeah. while we were there, we were all stood around having a beer, you know, being like, mm-hmm. as if we're talking about art, but we weren't talking about art much, but we were looking cool probably to everyone walking past on the outside. Um, but this guy came in off the street and we were all like, check that guy out because he had a hat on that looked like a cap from the backside. You know, the back of a cap has got the strap and the little gap. Yeah. Right. So he was standing with his back to us and he had that on. So it just looked like he had a cap on. Yeah. Backwards. No, for, no, a forwards cap. It looked like he was oh, wearing okay. it forwards because he had his back to us. Yeah. But then he turned his head and the cap had no peak. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. that really, that really, did that spin anyone else out? That, that didn't have a peak because he had the, he's got, <laughs> he's got the, the adjustable thing that looks like you yeah. have on the back of every baseball cap. Yeah. But it had no peak on it. And we were like, whoa, have you ever seen that before? What's that called? I've never seen it. Have you seen that? Never seen that before. What was it called? It was like, we were all like, we're witnessing like a new fashion here. There's like, like no one had ever seen it, like a cap shaped thing with no peak. Uh, So in the end, I had to go talk to him and I had to ask him where he got it from. And he said he got it from No, you did not. I did. No, you did not. I did. You went and asked him. Well, Alina said, Alina, who was John's wife, was like, shall I go bring him over? Because he was just wandering around, so she went and got him, and then he came over, and this guy called Alex, he was a really nice guy, he was from uh, Lithuania, so I instantly dropped, oh, capital, Vilnius, oh, yeah, cool. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, oh, sweet, but he was really nice, and I said, man, I've got to ask you about your, your hat, never seen a hat like that, it's like a cap with no peak, and he went, yeah, everyone asks me about this, like literally, ev- he was like, everyone asked me about it, and I was like, where did you get it from? And he said, Thailand, got it in Thailand. But yeah. So if anyone else has ever seen a cat with no peak, let me know. Because I'm just we were just all intrigued by it. That was quite did, funny. Uh, did he tell you what name it was or anything? I said, I, no, I said, what's it called? And he went, dunno. Just bought it. And he <laughs> but he he had that he had that this wry like smile as if to say, people ask me about this hat. It's such a got talking you. point. He's like, yeah, I've but got it. Ca- you. But it had it had that classic, it kind of looked it looked like a cat without a peak, obviously, but it also looked a bit like a chef's hat. You know when chefs in kitchens wear those, like... Or like Nelly. Did he look like the rapper Nelly? You know, he was used well, to wear those. Like... Did he look like he was about on? to go swimming? <laughs> not quite swimming. The thing is, he looked really... He, he pulled it off. He looked cool. Oh, he did? Oh, he, did, he looked good. Yeah, I'm not at all dissing oh. him. Because we were all like... Oh, no, we... Yeah. No, we right, all I get thought, you now. Oh, we I get all... why you were vexed, because it actually looked cool. No, it looked good. We were like... Because we all Mate, I've never you're seen well that. gonna have one of them. You're well gonna have one of them in a few I, weeks. I couldn't pull it off. He was the kind of he was the kind of guy that that has the confidence to walk into an art gallery on his own and wear a hat like that. And that's why he could pull it off. And he looked cool. Mate, we all said we were all like, it looks good though, doesn't it? Looks quite good. Let me tell you something. You were at an art exhibition in a derelict bookies in the coolest part of London. You could have walked into that place wearing whatever you wanted and yeah, nobody true. would have batted an eyelid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but some people have just got that vibe. So that was that was cool. Talking point nice. was good. Did some Got art some stuff. Beers. Do they, they have beers on the? Was there any free beers? I mean, what's the point of going unless there's free beers? Yeah, the a big bin of beers. Yeah, big bin of free beers. So it was. Uh, so it was great. It was. It was a nice night. It was nice to go do something a little bit different. And uh, so thanks for having us, John. Go yeah, have a go, have a look if you want to check out what he's Lick. got. Link in show notes, Ken. Yeah, Link I in will. show notes. I'll add his Instagram in the show notes. Go and click on Double it. Double day. What a name. Yeah. 
Cool. That's good. He's met one of the Beastie Boys as well once. That was what, that was the first time I ever met him. He told me he met what he met, the hell? Met Mike D. I think it was. Oh, that was when I instantly was like, oh, he's pretty cool actually, John. He's the coolest guy I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do I you fist do? Pumped, I fist pumped Mix Master Mike. Oh yeah. Um, who is the Beastie Boys uh, DJ? Not not one of the Beastie Boys, though, is he? No. 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 But. Right then. Um, so let me set the scene. If you've not listened for a couple of weeks, I am in, uh, I'm in Tokyo, of course. Um, oh, that's not very loud. Let me just turn that up a little bit and do it again. All the teams in Japan, Tokyo, teams in Japan, Tokyo, teams in Japan for the Olympic Games. You see, my favourite bits have always been the symbol, but now I think it's the Olympic Games. <laughs> oh, that just stretch it out. <laughs> For the Olympic Games. <laughs> oh, maybe you should do that next week, just put one more send-off. Tim's back. Be it could be, oh, Tim's back Tim. from Japan. <laughs> jet lag. Tim's back from Japan. He's jet lagged. Jet lagged. <laughs> <laughs> He misses the Olympic Games. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely doing that next week. So yes, um, if you if you've not been listening for a few weeks, I am indeed out in Japan for the Olympic Games, not competing, um, not again. Um, I'm here working for the BBC as a sports reporter, so I'm being uh, shepherded around to all different events, and on Friday morning so i'm breaking the rules of the podcast because i'm also going on the morning i was dispatched in the rain to the scene of the uh bmx racing which if you don't know is a bit of an, an older you know bmx racing everyone knows it you big start hill um eight riders across all drop in at the same time and then it's the first one across the line wins but um you, you'd have laughed because we were due to go live. We kind of, we get there and, and my job is I'm the conduit between the event and the studio. So conduit. A bit of a, yeah. The conduit. So like the go between the, the, the person that bridges that gap. So the, the studio, I think conduit is normally something, a term you'd use for an electrical, uh, an electrical. Uh, so have you thrown that in? The conduit, or do they use that on the... Well, I'm going to now Google conduit very quickly. No, conduit means... Conduit is what normally an electrical circuit. Um, so it says here a channel like an for... an adapter. Con- yeah. Um, <laughs> so here you go, look. Uh, a conduit is a channel for conveying water or other fluid, or it is a tube or trough for protecting electrical wiring. Uh, but I'm using it... It's kind of like flowing, isn't it? It's flowing the information... Yeah. From the event site oh, I totally back to the see, studio. I totally see what you mean. I was just, I was just wondering if that if the BBC or someone that you're working no. with had described you as the conduit or whether you just come up with that yourself. No, as I a, just come up with it myself. Analog. Very nice. Um, I like. Thanks, it. man. Uh, so yeah, so um, so we're running a bit late. Had to be live. We were live at ten past ten, speaking to BBC One, which back in your time would have been about two o'clock in the morning or something like that. Um, but we get there and at this particular event site, you've got 
you've got the the lorry and like all of the kind of electrical bits where all the TV signal and cables go from and out of the satellite. But then you've also got three sites. So you've got the skateboard park area, the BMX park area, and the BMX racing area. So three separate areas where you can broadcast from, but all those three cables all run back into this one central unit. So with about eight minutes to go on air until we're live, because the cameraman is setting up and we're a bit behind schedule, I've been sent back behind this lorry, this like broadcast lorry, into the setup and I'm now unplugging <laughs> unplugging cables because I'm having to switch the cables from the BMX park over to the BMX freestyle. Do you understand what I mean? So I'm having to like switch the actual broadcast cables and I just had one of those moments where I'm there on my hands and knees in this <laughs> massive bundle of cables going you just couldn't people would not believe that I'm in charge now of switching the BBC television signal wow. <laughs> on the channels as I'm like plugging everything in. Uh, so that was that was quite a quite a heart racing moment. So what the, were they? The was it, I could picture it like Mission Impossible. Like were they in here? Like take the red wire. Yeah, yeah, slowly. quite literally like that. Yeah, <laughs> switch, like, switch it for the right. green wire. You've got an, ele- an XLR cable. Okay, it should be named BMX Freestyle. Can you see that? No, no. Where's that? It's on the floor. It says it's BMX Free, <laughs> but it's rubbed off. The words have rubbed off a bit. <laughs> risk it. You've got to risk it. So anyway, switched the cables over, ran back. Um, then the rain started and uh, we sheltered. And um, then, it was the, then it was the racing. The racing, the rain stopped and the racing started. And uh, representing the UK was a girl called Beth Shriver and Kai White in the men's. And Beth just looked brilliant through all the qualifying. But she looked like she... She looked like she wasn't really trying, if that makes sense, but she still won every race and she looked really, really good. And then it came to the finals and, of course, she won. And it was absolutely unbelievable. And I I went from, like, just <clears throat> I was kind of talking to JJ back in the studio, um, the presenter of the, of the BBC show, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're here, and Beth, and blah, blah, blah. He's like, and so realistic chances. I went, well, you know, she's looked really good through qualifying and... I don't think she's been out of fourth gear yet and hopefully she'll blah, blah, blah. And, and, but, but I was quite reserved until the final and then I just, I just went mental. I was like, come on, Beth! Where were you stood for it for that then? Right, right on, on the finish, the finish line. line. Yeah. yeah, right on the finish line. And it was unbelievable. Um, and in fact, I got it the wrong way around because Kai went first. And he was Kai, first, wasn't he? Yeah. He was first. And he'd actually, he, he won one of his races out of the six that I saw and then his last race, um, the final, uh, he, he was down in about probably third or fourth. No, he was leading to start with. Then he dropped to about third and then he powered back to second place and won a silver medal. And it was just, I don't know, I got really emotional and I just couldn't, be- couldn't quite believe it. And then I was interviewing him and then we had to stop the interview. I was like, Kai, look. Beth's in the gate. Let's just watch it. So he was just in front of me and we watched it together and then he was going mental and then he just... Yeah, oh, he went man, wild, just, didn't he? Yeah. So it was, it was just a brilliant, brilliant day. Two medals and... Um, yeah, yeah mad. It was just so mad. good, that. Yeah. Really good. Really good to just be there. And then she, of course... I'm, I'm again, going 
back live to the studio and I'm trying to convey what's been gone on and what's been happening and answer his questions. And then Beth comes in, turns to the camera and Beth, uh, live on BBC. Um, phenomenal race. Yeah. She was like, yeah, it was fucking brilliant. I was like, no, no, sh- sorry. Is that what she said straight away? Live on the uh, live oh, on I didn't, BBC. I didn't see that bit. I think I must have saw the highlights. I must have yeah. trimmed that out the second time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, two gold medals, proper emotional, got a bit teary. They've got these things, I don't know if you've seen them, when the athletes have done their run or done whatever they've done, they can go up to this screen. Oh, yeah, all the fans, all their fans at home. Yeah. That's really cool, isn't it? That's just for finalists, I guess, they do that. Um, Is it every finalist gets that? I think, yeah, I think most finalists get, yeah, they they must have. They must must have all the families there ready yeah um, but yeah when so of course when beth went to a family and went kai went to his family i'm watching them on screen and they're just there across the way and kai was like yeah and this, this and you could see everyone and i was just going <laughs> blubbing away in the background yeah. just thinking i couldn't imagine how like proud his family must feel yeah you imagine Crazy. watching your your brother or your son winning an olympic gold like that i mean oh. just when the family get involved it gets me every time man Gets me every time. Yeah, I really liked it when the in the BMX the freestyle yesterday because uh, like Daniel Dares, did you see him? Like his fat, like all the families out, and I will get onto the the freestyle probably in a bit. But his when he went over to his screen, like ev- you know everyone, you see houses full of people going wild. Yeah, and then Daniel yeah. Dares went over, and it was just his mom and dad just together. These like oh, cute, yeah, cute yeah. little Venezuelan mom and dad just there. Yeah. And he was just chatting away to them. I thought that was really sweet, actually, that he just had them there and he was just having a little casual chat with them. Yeah. That was really nice. That was, he did well, didn't he? That was nice to see him get a medal. Nah, oh, man, really, that's cool. Really so, yeah, so that was just a bit really emotional day, really, like super highs. And then um, had to go and then do an, an interview with Sky Brown little skateboarder, the 13-year-old skateboarder, and it was my um, first day out of quarantine. Uh. Finally done 14 days uh, so I could go out. So I went out and celebrated. I went next door to my hotel. There's a little Japanese barbecue, and we went and cooked some meat um, and had my first beer of the entire Olympic Games because it kind of felt, I felt like I deserved it. I felt like I deserved that beer. So yeah, yeah Friday. Friday was a was a very good day. Yeah, that's good. Sweet. Yeah, man. All right. Should we do Saturday? I think we should, as soon as I can find the button to press. Um Don't mean to do it, mate. No, I've got it. I've got it, mate. Saturday, Saturday. What did you do on Saturday, Saturday. in the day? And of course, what did you do on Do you want me to tell you what I did? Go on then. I went back to the same event site and it was the BMX qualifiers. So this was the seeding runs for BMX freestyle. And again, for Team GB, um, really strong contingent. We had uh, a girl called Charlotte Worthington, who I'd met um, about four years ago. At uh, I worked on a, on a TV show called revolution and she was one of the bmx's so that's where i first met oh, her she did that yeah yeah cool. so we kind of just uh i've kind of followed on instagram since then and what have you um 
their, it was their seeding runs. So we went and watched them do that. They were really good, rode really well. Um, and then had the afternoon off, which was nice. Came back, had a little sneaky snooze, which was mm-hmm. good. Then I had to go do some filming. So went out into Tokyo, went to the Shibuya Crossing, you know, the famous big crossing where tens of millions of people cross. Yeah. Um, in, went uh, there. Alice in Borderland, where Alice in Borderland starts. Oh, does it? That's where it starts. That's where they oh, are. I've got to watch. That's what I remembered. Yes, I've got to watch that, haven't I? Yeah, because that's where it starts when they're there, and it's because it's like the busiest place in Tokyo, and that's when they go into the into this bar, or whatever, and they come out, and everyone's disappeared, and it's empty. Okay, well, don't, well, don't tell me anymore. Don't tell me anymore. Mm. So yeah, Shibuya Crossing, which was nice, went up to a little roof bar. Um, had a guy called Egan show me around. Um, Japanese dude, he was very cool, very young. So who and... was that? Yeah, you sent me a video of you and him hanging out. Yeah. What was who's who's he? That was he like a fixer? So fixer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of the fixers out cool there. Yeah, so he's good. So we went and did some filming. Um, couldn't really spend too long out there just because of COVID and being amongst crowds and all that bit. So we went and did our bit and then um, came back and treated myself to another beer or three and had ha- had a hamburger, ordered a How hamburger. How far is Shibuya crossing from your hotel then? Are you re- is that... We go did everywhere in taxis. No, no. Oh, okay. every- How you go everywhere walk? in... We have to go everywhere in, a, in BBC cars, so you can't yeah. go in taxis. Um, so it's about 20 minutes drive, 30 minute drive. It was a beautiful evening. So nice. And it's so mental there, isn't it? You've been oh, there, haven't mad. you? Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's wicked. Uh, yeah. And everyone's just so nice. I mean, the last time I was there, I was there, I was there for a day with... Well, I was there on my own in the end, and I, I wanted to go up the big tower. The is it called the Sky Tower? What's it called? Oh yeah, yeah. Just Sky try tower. and do that if you get a chance to go up there, man. Go up there for sunset. It's unbelievable. But this, I was I was trying to find it, and you know, it's quite hard to work out the tubes and the trains. Yeah. And I met a guy in the street, and I was like, oh, do you know how to get to? I was really confused about trying to get this tower. And this guy was like, I could tell he kind of well, he knew how to get there, but he just like came with me. He was so nice. He just was like, I'll come with you. I'll come with you. I was like, you don't have to. And he was like, no, no, I really want, I'll come with you. I'll, I'll show you where it is. He got me there and then just left me and went, there it is. Thank. And I was like, see ya. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, like, you, you didn't have to do that. It's just so oh, nice. Oh my God. But um, if you get, if you get a chance, I don't know how, how busy you are now. If you've got an afternoon, go up there, man. It's amazing. Like the view up there. I just, I went up there and I just stayed up there for the whole sunset. I couldn't leave because every time I went to leave, the, it got, the sunset got better. You know, and the sunset gets better every 10 yeah. minutes. And I was Did like, you I, see can't, I can't Mount leave Fuji from, here. from up there. Uh, Fiji. Mount Fuji or Fiji? Mount Fuji. Fuji. Oh, yeah. uh, um, I, I can't remember if you could. I don't know. I don't know if you could from there. But, it, but you just, but it's really cool because you, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, when the sun's gone down, you, it's lit up and it looks cool at night as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. The only problem I've got at the minute, so I would love to go up there, but my problem is, is that it's less than fourteen days till I come home, and if I get pinged now or catch COVID, I have to quarantine for fourteen days. Where there? So I, yeah, so I won't be able to leave. Uh, okay. So all of a sudden, it's kind of got a little bit twitchy bum time where I'm trying to, and I just. Because apparently Squeak, a lot of people... Squeaky bum time, mate. That's what they say, twi- not twitchy twi- bum. Twitchy bum time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not really worth the risk. 
But then again, no. that view is that view's good. I know. Well, but, no, it does look really good. So yeah, that was uh, that was Saturday. Um, BMX qualifiers, bit of filming, um, and then home, home time. Nice. Few beers, a few little. All right. I'll do mine quite quick. Uh, Saturday, my notes. Camilla did banana pancakes. That's how oh, we yeah. started the day. We we had really delicious banana pancakes. With remember yogurt. about four. Remember about four episodes ago yeah. when you said I never have pancakes. I know. I think that's <laughs> what inspired things. it, mate. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, let's get back on the pancakes now. Ne- never have pancakes, me. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a treat. Um, yeah. Watch some Olympics with the pancakes. I'm not sure what I was watching. What would I have been watching Saturday morning then? I don't know what that was. There was, you know, it was the classic montage. So that would have been show. Friday. Oh no, that would have been. Would that have been the racing then? Friday. That morning. No, I'm sure that. No, was it would Friday. have been. Would have been the BMX qualifiers, maybe. Qualifying. Yeah, yeah. they had all kinds. They had a, a bit of everything on. It was the montage show. Watch that. We were going to go for a walk, but then it rained in the afternoon, so we ended up watching Die Hard with a Vengeance because Camilla hadn't seen it. Um. And then she fell asleep halfway through, so she didn't finish watching it anyway. Um, You know, when you really want your wife to watch something that you really like and to like it, and then they fall asleep and you're like, frustrating. So she didn't finish watching that. Um, Then we went up and met Josie and Jay McNamara up in Clissold for uh, Schnitzel's. Very nice. There's a new place called Schnitzel Forever. Um, so we went and had schnitzels with them. It was quite weird though, because we went in there and we met them about six o'clock because their kids were there as well. Innie and Jesse were there. Yeah. And and uh, and then we all picked the schnitzels, and then they bought these massive schnitzels. And I'm not kidding; the schnitzels were like pizza-sized schnitzels. Oh like, my god! You know, like a bread, yeah, bread crumb yeah. style. Love them. Um, and they came out and they put them down in front of us, and then the waiter came back over and went, oh, sorry, I think you've got the wrong one. Josie had my one. She had the port, I had the port one and she had the veal one and we'd got them mixed up and we were like, oh, right, how did you know that from looking at the schnitzel? And he went, oh, no, the chef could see on the camera just up there that I gave you the wrong one. And we looked up and there was like a CCTV camera looking <laughs> directly over our table. And I was oh. a bit like, oh, oh, the chef's like, right. So I just looked up and gave it a quick thumbs up and was like, oh, okay, got it. But it was like... Ah, the chef's watching us. Truman like, so, Show. See, yeah, felt really like, oh, is he going to watch how we react to our first mouthful of his schnitz? So we, uh, we all kind of like nodded and went, mmm, <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was nice to, watch, uh, to see Josie and Jay catch up with them. Um, Josie was the, the, the one who did our intro last week. They've just been down for a week, so that was really nice. Came back. Yeah, came back quite early, and then we watched The Firm with Tom Cruise. You ever seen The Firm? Nineties. That's an old. That's an old movie, isn't it? Old nineties yeah. John Grisham classic thriller. Nineties thriller. Really got into my nineties thriller thrillers lately. They're quite good to go back and. Terrible camera effects, though. Yeah, but you, it's all about the. You know, do you know what's really good about watching nineties films now? You start seeing like all the old, all the actors that you didn't realize the first time you watched them who they are now. Like, suddenly there's like a henchman in it, and you're like, oh man, that's Hank from Breaking Bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> suddenly notice, <laughs> you notice old characters like, no way, look who that is, flipping Hank. Yeah. It's like, a, you know, he hasn't even got a line in it. He's just a, ba- he's just a henchman. In I the love background. that. Yeah, and he's like, that's quite good. Knocked out a load of, uh, a load of B-movies back in the day on their journey, yeah. haven't they? Because he was just a bald, a bald tough-looking man. Yeah. He's in loads of old films. Uh, so that was it, really. Watched that. Nice. Went to bed. Good Saturday. Shall we see what what the uh, what the listeners have been doing? I think so. So having a little look then through, um, I did speak to a mutual friend of ours during the week, um, Neil Drew, PC Neil Drew to you, uh, member of the police. Uh, he said um, he's also got a push-up board like yours. You were talking about your push-up board. Have you, have oh, you been, yeah. on, been on your push-up board this week? Oh, oh mate. Have I ever? Yeah, I did one session. <laughs> but what a session. Did about 50, I think. Um, oh, really? The thing is, Timo, when you get a new bit of equipment, you can't yeah. use it all the time because you'll, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll go off it faster. That's true. So I've that. decided to just like slowly get into it. Yeah. So I've had one session. But I have incorporated it into a few workouts. I think that's the way. The odd push up here and there, but no, I haven't used it much to be honest. No, go on. What's Drew saying? Uh, he just said that um, he's got one. That was it. Was that, that helped with his back? Said? Actually, yeah, he, he said he uh, he had a bad back at some point. Well, hang on, um, someone else messaged. Oh, yeah, well, David Ellaby. David Ellaby said it's me again. Sorry, forgot to inform you that I own a pu- own a push up board which I purchased very early in lockdown. And it has since been collecting dust ever since. It is an absolute hand slash wrist killer. However, this may be just my poor technique and weak arms. So there you go. Um, oh, hang on. He sent a message before that. I was going to say, you've, you've read it in the reverse order, that. Oh, go, go on. on. Sorry. Do the first bit. I thought that was for an old message. No, Go no, on then, so you do the first bit. You do the first will bit. Will do. Okay. So uh, this actually came in on Friday, so he's ahead of the game, which is what That's I like. That's how I missed it. Yeah. He says, hi, gents. Hope the Gendo Recommendo this week is for everyone of the listeners to re-watch those amazing BMX finals on BBC iPlayer. Oh, yes. Uh, I got up early this morning to watch it live and, it, and was not disappointed. Good interview with a bit of swearing thrown in. Ha! <laughs> See? Told you about this one. Anyway, keep up the good work. Been listening since the first episode from home and now usually while driving. And he does love the recommendo. He says, I do love the recommendo. P.S. Getting a new fridge freezer this weekend. Oh, and my cousin and family are coming down from Scotland, which will probably get a little bit messy. And he's used two beer emojis and a uh, and a whiskey emoji. Drunky face. Drunky face. He says, all the best to you both. David Ellaby, Basingstoke, age 43 and three quarters. (laughs) Perfect demographic for us. Yeah, <laughs> mate, you're you're nearly forty four. That's what you need to say there. Uh, and then he does go on indeed to talk about the uh, the push up board. Uh, we've also had um, one in from Johnny Webster. He said finished filming for a video contest by smashing my shin into a rail as hard as I could, and now I'm limping around. Oh dear. Oh dear. Johnny Webster. I think that's on a skateboard. Get well soon, Johnny. Get well um, soon. Well, thanks, guys. Good messages. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see what you're doing. Remember, just drop them over to the Tim and Gendel Instagram, at Tim and Gendel. We'll read them out. We love a little voice note as well. If you want to record that ever. Um, 
And of course, send us an intro, a listener intro. We like those too, as you heard with Wes's earlier. Moving on to the final day of the weekend, which we all know as Sunday. Wow. Interested. I want to know about your Sunday morning and afternoon and evening too. It's long, isn't it, that jingle? It's quite long, but it sets the yeah. scene. I mean, it's a, a lazy Sunday. Right, shall I bosh my Sunday out really fast? Cool, I, didn't do, I didn't do as much as you. Sunday, in my notes, watched BMX in the morning. Watched all the highlights. Very good. I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a minute with you. Um, then I played football. 90 minutes of really hot football, which exhausted oh. me. Then we went for an afternoon walk and I had really stiff legs and I had to not moan about my stiff legs because I thought then it would just look, you know, well, you can't moan if you've just gone and played football for 90 minutes, Matt, your stiff legs. Went for a nice walk. Then we went and got food from the supermarket, did there. like Go a on, kind of kids' teeth party. I'm interested but, in your with, like, stiff nice legs. Stuff. So... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, why? Why? Because you're doing it. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it all what wrong. Do you mean? What doing what you've wrong? Got, you've got to, and this absolutely does work. The reason why you're getting stiff legs is because when you go home and you're sweaty, you have a hot shower, don't you? Well, lukewarm. Well, mate, have it cold. Put the plug in. Have a cold shower. Sit in it up to your waist in cold water. It genuinely works. Does it? Yeah, it's. I don't know what it does. It does some magic in your muscles, but it you won't have achy legs. Okay, all right. But it's got to be cold. It's got to be cold. Well, I'm playing football you know, tonight. Oh, shall I try it tonight after football tonight? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it'll make I your will. balls ache, and um, you know, it's not. It's not. They're not. It's, it's not, not pleasant. pleasant. No, but why do you think footballers do it? Yeah, cyclists. I, I did. Everyone. Th- I did think about that. I had to go on the roller. I got my. I got my foam roller out. I, f- I feel mm. that really helps. Yeah, but, um, that's just as painful, isn't it? Mm, yeah, but you, but afterwards it does help them, I think. Okay, I'll, I'll try yeah. the cold bath tonight. Try it. Um, or incidentally, if you just turn your, have you got, is your shower head connected to the wall or can you like, is it on a string that you can take it off and you, you can take a new it shower, off. We've got, the, we've, got the, we've got one that takes off as well. And the, oh, okay. So just yeah. put that on cold, take it off and just hose your legs. Do it, do it down the back of your legs. Yeah, but you've got to do All it right. for like, few minutes okay mm. all right i'll do that and then i'll report back next week to see if mate uh... when i was uh big in the crossfit game a couple of years ago and when uh, was that? doing <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh yeah you did half on about the crossfit all the time yeah. no i didn't i didn't half did. on about it no i did not i didn't half did. on about did it did a bit because when you so, were really into it, when you were really so into so it, good at it, that's you, why <laughs> it was like you loved it, mate. Yeah. Lee at CrossFit said I had one of the deepest squats he'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't carrying any weight when I was doing those squats. No. By the way, I was just. Just um, really going deep. Yeah. Uh, so go on. Nice. So <laughs> go on. So you you went to Tesco Express and you bought a load of what party food? No, we went to Harvest. We treated ourselves. We went to Harvest, which is like Flipping the really nice mate. organic Someone's shop. Doing okay. Well, we thought we were, we couldn't decide what we wanted for dinner, so we were like, oh, fancy just picking at 
bits and just a, you know nice yeah. little little bits of veg and like a few dips and things like that. I was like, okay, well if we're gonna do that, let's go to harvest and treat ourselves to the nice stuff. Yeah, so man. we went and um, we went and got some nice dips and pita breads and stuff like that. And then Camilla makes this real nice like urzo beetroot pasta thing. You know, like those little pasta. Is it orzo? Urzo? Orzo? Yeah. The, the, it's a bit like gnocchi. It's like thicker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She she does this like beetroot orzo thing. We had that. It was good. And then nice. we watched. So while we were having our little picky tea of picky bits, we watched. Um, so Mike, as in mixtape with Mike, who helps produce this podcast and does all the bits behind the scenes. He suggested that I watch Fear Street on Netflix. He messaged me. And I've got to say, right. it's a bit disappointed, Mike. I'm sorry. We, we turned it off halfway through, but only because it was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't really bad, but it was just a bit not. It wasn't good enough. Amazing soundtrack. <laughs> Amazing soundtrack. I'll give, it, I'll give him that. Mike knows his music. Like, really good. You know how nostalgia's going, like, 90s crazy? So it's he did like say the, that, though, didn't he? He did say that when he was introducing it, Fear Street. Yeah. He said it was uh, good, good music. Yeah, really good. But that's the thing. It's got all the ingredients for it to be really good, but it just wasn't like, you know how Stranger Things has got that funny, it's got that, it's just well-written, it's quite funny. I didn't find it had any, any humour to it or anything out. I don't know. Maybe, I'll, maybe so I wasn't in the right television frame television as well at the minute. Mm. That you, you've got to be, it's got to be good, hasn't it? Yeah. It can't just be nearly good because there's so much good stuff that mm. it makes the other stuff look really bad. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't hit the spot, but, but yeah, no. music, good music. Maybe I'm wrong, but wasn't, it was like a scream, but without the humor, if you know what I mean, you know, scream's so good. Cause it's got amazing script. It's really yeah. funny. Good. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That was my Saturday. Go on. What about you? Let's uh, talk about it. Sunday. Talk some Sunday. Uh, boiling hot, 4,000 degrees Celsius. You pro- I, I don't know if I went on about it last time. And I'm sure if you've been watching any of the Olympics, the, the heat's been a thing, but so hot. And I arrived there on site for the BMX finals on, in the morning. And you, you spend a lot of time in air-conditioned, like in an air-conditioned car or an air-conditioned hotel or whatever. And then the moment you get to the event site, you just open the door of the van and it's just like stepping into a pizza oven. Absolutely ridiculous. So, so hot. Still get the pizza oven in, even when you're in Tokyo. Just a bit, mate. just a bit. I made a pizza oven, did I tell you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I uh, got down there. Practice was happening. We set up for going live again. So we set up your little mix zone, which horribly was right behind the wall ride of the, of the BMX course. So you couldn't see onto it. It was a bit, a bit crap, really, where we were. But at least they rolled out some televisions for us so we could watch the runs go down. And then Charlotte Worthington unveiled a brand new trick and um i was told that she was going to do this new trick before she did it and uh it basically a backflip 360 but she slammed on a first go so Mm. she had to do it the the, the riders got two runs it was the best run that counted and she basically stacked it on a first go slammed pretty hard like rang a bell on the floor and then um the girl hannah roberts who was the clear favorite put in like a 95 or something a 95.1 score like huge score like way out of reach for anybody and i was just a bit like oh that's it she you know charlotte it may be a silver or a bronze 
So she steps up for a for for her second run. And again, nobody's put a cat amongst the pigeons. No one's got near Hannah Roberts up to this point. And there was about there was four riders left, and Charlotte was one of them. And then she put she backflips into the spine. Did she backflip in? Yeah, backflip yeah. into the spine. And then did this backflip 360. And bearing in mind, this trick has never been done in competition by anybody before. And the place just erupted. It just, and there was no, hardly, there's no crowds, but the mm. journalists and the commentators and the workers and all the other riders and the, the, the staff and all the other team managers and everybody. And it just, it like lit up. It yeah. just went, boo, the next level. I start losing it at this point. And then she's into the next trick. And then she's, and then it, I'm going like, oh my God. Oh my god, she's she's actually going to do this. I think she's going to do it. And then she does it, and then she she airs into the pocket, and then she does a no hander, and, that and then flare. she does a three, yeah, and then she front flips the box, and then everyone, ah, people are just losing their minds. Mm. And then the judges took, and I don't know, you remember this, but our friend Jenny Jones, when she when we were waiting for the score to come in on her run, Jenny put down a really good run at the Olympics with about six or seven riders to go. And the judges took so long to put Jenny's score down because it was the first big, Jenny went really big on all of her jumps. They weren't the most technical of tricks, but she went massive on all of her, on all of her features. And so it really like, the judges were like, okay, yeah, thinking about it, first place for Jenny. And they took ages on it and it felt exactly like that. And everyone's looking at the screens and we're waiting and we're waiting and I can hear Ed in my ear and John Taylor. And they're like, oh, the judges don't know what to do with this. And She's unveiled this brand new trick and she's gone massive and it's been super clean and blah, blah. And then it in came the score and it was 96 or 97. And the place just went, mm. and the British team were in the stands and I went mental and we we're all good. And the, the Olympic channel who are next to us in the next bay along in the mix zone, they've basically, they're like, there's a, an American cameraman and a Belgium reporter and a Japanese interpreter. You know, they're, they're a different crew. Because of my passion for it, they'd like adopted the British riders as their team. Yeah. So they were, they were all started going mental as well. And it was just, oh man, it was so good. So then we had to wait a couple of riders because uh, Charlotte was in first place. And then um, the next two riders came. And when Hannah Roberts was... It was her go. She was last to drop and she slipped a pedal. And she knew straight away that even with if she did the best run ever, if you slip a pedal, you make a mistake. That's it. It's game over. So she just pulled out of a run. And that was it. Charlotte Worthington, a bloody gold medal. And it was just, we couldn't not believe it. It was mm. absolutely ridiculous. It was the um, best thing I've seen of, the, of the, that, that final. Was yeah. the best, that was the best moment I've seen of the games so yeah. far. It was just, it was like Hollywood, wasn't it? That yeah. it was like Hollywood stuff with, with her slamming and then being like, and even like it, like the script of like Ed and Ed like was like, oh, everyone's just riding for silver now. It was like all just, yeah. It, it, it and was Ed, out Ed of the was blue. brilliant. Ed and John were amazing, yeah. weren't oh, they? Oh, they were. They were phenomenal. So but they said it was so well set up because everyone thought, it was like everyone thought that that was it, yeah. you know? And then, and then out the blue, and then to, to 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 nail that trick, to step up and do it with one go, and that's all on the line. And like she could have held back and tried to get a different medal, I guess, couldn't she? Yeah, she could have played it safer. But the fact she went for it was like that's Hollywood stuff. Yeah. Amazing. 
Yeah. So it was wicked. That was it. And then it was the the lads' turn. And once the the lads came out, I mean, it steps up again. The standard of riding was ridiculous, and everybody knew it was Logan Martin's to lose. And Declan Brooks put in a pretty. He did a pretty good run first time round. Um, and I think he was fifth. Was he fifth or sixth or fourth? Maybe can't remember where he was. He was always in the. He always seemed to be in the top three, wasn't he? Was he maybe? Yeah, maybe third or something. But then he and then he jumped up to silver after but his then second he one. Jun- yeah, jumped up to silver on his second run, and again, just the the increase in his score. Just everybody just went mental again. It was almost like the British guys just had. The backing of the crowd. I know that sounds a bit silly, but um, yeah. And because again, because I know the guys, I've known them before the games. That I don't know. I just had that. I was just invested in it way more because it's you're like your mates in it, really. I know that yeah. sounds a bit rubbishy. They're not. They are my mates, of course. They. I'd lend them a tenner if they wanted to borrow it. And so, like, just to see these people that you know in medal positions was just like I couldn't get it in my head. It was. It was mm. mental. And then, yeah, the, the Daniel Dares came out and did a, actually did a really good one, really stepped up his tricks, did just much better tricks. So he then went into the silver medal position and then Declan was, was last. And then the final rider, Rim Nakamura, the Japanese rider, who normally goes absolutely massive because he'd made a mistake on his first run. He just held back just a little bit and that's what cost him. And he got yeah. fourth place. Played it safe. And, and, Played it safe and uh, fourth place. And De- so then there we go. Declan Brooks wins a bronze medal. And mm. just to see them all celebrating Team GB, because I looked across from where I was in the mix zone and I looked across and they were all just hugging and celebrating. And you know when you can tell people are crying because they're holding each other so tight that they're shaking? Yeah. I could see that they were all so emotional. And then I just burst into tears as well. So I'm there going, <laughs> oh God, I can't believe it. And they said, they must be so proud of each other. Uh, as I hear my ear, uh, Tim coming live to you in... Uh, <laughs> 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 so I'm like, yeah. the panic then sets in. So I'm like trying to wipe, I've got sweat and tears. and Oh God, I'm all over the place. And yeah, just, just a brilliant day. And again, just felt really really bloody privileged to be a part yeah, of it. It man. was one of those well, moments that you can't... Historic, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He was so good, Declan, though. Like he, but that's the thing. He came. He looked like he was mad for it on his second run as well. He was like flying around, going yeah. bigger, wasn't he? He just looked like, I don't know, like it, that's just, it. He just didn't, those... didn't hold back, didn't hold back. No. And that was the thing. That's, that's what you got to do, you know, go for it. And if it pays yeah. off, that's a medal in it. It's, it's, yeah. It well, sick. the judges were just rewarding. One of the, one of the, criteria which a lot of people because Declan perhaps didn't do a lot of the flary tricks that a lot of people see like you know the the whips where your bike Mm. spins around under you or the bar spins and things like that you know he didn't do a a triple whip or anything like that but one of the categories is speed power and flow yeah he looked fast and powerful didn't he and was that's it like he was going the biggest he was doing huge transfers from above the course, he would have been just cutting figure of eights all over it. He was all over the course. Yeah, he did use you know, the course was... really well. Yeah, and the judges would have loved it. Everything was super clean, didn't slip any pedals. It was, it was amazing. So after yeah. that, I then was like, I had the proper buzz on after that. And then I was, um, 
was on Five Live. I went there. Five Live phoned me up because when oh, you cool. work for the BBC, Five Live wouldn't need someone to talk about it. So they just look around and go, oh, let's get him. And Ed and John were off doing other things. So I ended up phoning him. That was quite weird to be on them. Um, at with what Alistair time was and that Rachel. Then? That had been about 8 a.m. your time, I ah, reckon. Yeah, cool. 9 a.m. your time, yeah. Wicked. Dead nervous. Oh, man. It was, no, it was wicked. Ed, were, Ed and John were really good. And uh, yeah, your interviews were good, man. And it was nice. It was, so that's what I was going to say. Like, how much did you spend with those, with them, with Charlotte and Deck, like, during the weekend? Because that you could, you could see, you can sense a vibe with you and them when you're doing the interview as well. Yeah. Because it's like, well, that's my little sister, nice. Ali messaged me. She's like, she just called you mate on the telly. <laughs> yeah, no, she but went, that's, you... that was what, yeah, it's nice. It's nice because it's like you've kind of been through it, but that's it. Do you, can you hang out with them much in between yeah, well, heats I, and stuff? Well, I went and just hung out with them a couple of days, like in the week before and like Wednesday and Thursday when they were practicing. I just went down and hung out with them and watched. And yeah, yeah, we, um, we hung out and uh, got the intel, yeah, didn't I? Got the intel. Yeah. In yeah, fact, man. I, I shouldn't really talk about it because it was on thursday but i went to watch practice and i saw her i saw her try it for the first time the backflip 360 she didn't land it but basically she was she was doing laps and pulling up and you could see she was like sizing up for something every time and then she went for it and i was sitting next to deck and um james jones who's the alternate and they were like she's gonna do it now she's gonna do it she's gonna do it and she did it she practiced it and the i'm not joking the place just erupted and everyone was like what what was that what was that and the australian team you could hear him going what did she do what did she do what did she do yes it was like and you could hear someone like, chat around 360 flip like it was mental yeah so yeah. i knew she was gonna do it i knew she had it in a locker they were trying to keep her cards quite close to her chest but gold medal man imagine going home with a gold medal how mad is that mad isn't nuts it? Yeah, it's good. Good. So yeah, then a bit of a come down, and uh, and that was Sunday, really. Sweet. Can't remember. Can't remember much else. Historic but, uh, day. Yeah. Yeah, man. What a day. What a day. Right then, should we wrap this up? Get into yeah. our little features. The Gendo Recommendo. Gendo. Recommendo, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say exactly what David Ellaby said earlier that um that he when he wrote in in his message to go back and watch the BMX on iPlayer. If you haven't watched it yet, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's the best bit of drama that you'll get all week, isn't it? And to be honest, I haven't really watched much this week, so I haven't really got a recommendo. I was scratching around for something, and um, I think that makes more sense. Get it, get it while it's there. Bit of history, absolutely. Bit, bit of history, and like I said, the Charlotte Charlotte's final, especially, was like a Hollywood movie, wasn't it? It's was brilliant. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's got to be my recommendo this week. Go, go and watch the BMX finals on on iPlayer before they delete Gendo. it. Sorry, mate, I pressed that right. right over you. Go You're going to say go and watch them before they expire. Before they expire, yeah. Gendo recommendo. All right, let's do reviews then. Remember last week? Do, do, do. Please give us a nice review. If you do, 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 then next week we'll say thank you. 
Mm. So last week we checked live if we had a review. We didn't have one. It was awkward. <laughs> this is where we... Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't looked. We never look until this part of the show. Have we got one? You're pulling a face like we haven't. I'm we have... scrolling down now. It's the scrolling noise. It's quite a long scroll. We haven't got one, have we? Oh, mate, again, flipping act. Someone save us. We don't want three in a row. I think, do you know what? If we go three weeks without review, I think we should just quit. I think so too. Yeah, we'll just, just quit. a bit of shit then, doesn't it, if we keep Yeah. No, quit it the makes whole podcast. Us look, it makes us look shit. Yeah. Um, so, so go and give us a review next week so we don't get the flipping crickets again. <laughs> the I don't crickets. want the crickets again. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants the crickets. We haven't even talked about your shirts. Hey, look at this one. Quick, just but, quickly. Um, I was going to say, what's that one then? Is that? Did you buy that one there? Pansies. Uh, yeah, I bought this one in H and M. Yeah, nice. Um, so I bought, I bought a, um, I bought a shirt. In fact, I had it for Johnny. My first kind of loud Hawaiian-ish shirt was last year for Johnny Roderick's wedding had a green one people were complimenting me on it remember when you wore a cardigan once and everyone complimented on you so then you bought loads of cardigans and you called them your compligans no i called that cardigan my compligan because it got so many compliments every time i wore it yeah that's it so i had a i had a hawaiian um shirtigan um which (laughs) does that that doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) i feel so embarrassed shirtlyment no, a, sh- <laughs> a compli shirt doesn't work. Only works for cardigans. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought I, th- I really like. I, I got a load of compliments, and then I lost that shirt. No, in fact, I didn't lose it. I tried to jump through a fence when we were filming Animal Impossible, and the the button caught on oh, one yeah. of the things and that. ripped it clean off. And I was absolutely devoted because that's my favourite shirt. Furious. <laughs> so then I um <laughs> I was furious. So then um, this summer, um, I bought uh, I bought a new one and I wore it to when you came to my house for the pizza day and I got loads of compliments and I was like, man, I'm just going to start rocking shirts. They're loose, they're airy. I think they look cool. It's kind of smart because I've got a collar. Um, so I just bought a few shirts, but I realised that they're quite a bit zany and when I came back from my shopping spree, just before I came out to the Olympics, I showed them to Lucy and she was like, wow, are you really going to wear those on telly? But this was the day before I was due to fly out and I didn't have anything else. I was like, uh, yeah. And she said, okay, good luck. Um, Leave so anyway, an impression. There you go. That's it. So Make started, them remember you for something. Mate, so I started wearing <laughs> crazy shirts on telly. But it's getting getting a lot of traction, man. People seem to be quite yeah. into the shirts. Um, and I, I think you need to ramp it up for the last week. Are you ready? Do you want to see it? I've got it right go here. On. Yeah, go there on. There you go. This, mate, is a white shirt with broccoli on it. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, mate. That's good. That's really strong, actually. It's a massive Purple bit flowering of broccoli, broccoli right in the middle. Yeah, it's got a bit of tender stem on there. It's got all the broccolis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a shirt with broccoli on. Wear that for the mad. skate final. You've got to wear that for the skate final. Shall I? The, the broccoli shirt. Yeah. I when is I'll that? When's that? 
Is that so? Skateboarding is on the third and fourth. So when's that? Oh, that's tomorrow. Qualifiers tomorrow. Hmm. All right. I think I'm at boxing tomorrow. I think they're sending me to boxing. Oh, we got a couple in the final, haven't we? Boxing. Mm. So I've got to go and do the interviews. Oh, what I don't know about boxing, mate. Yeah. Ooh. Be all right. Be all right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, good work, man. You're killing it out there. Thanks, and, uh, bro. Missing yeah, everyone. Nice. Missing nice the family. Very well. I'm looking forward to get, getting home now, but um, it's only a week left, and then I'll be on my yeah. way. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, for your messages, and thank you for listening. We love you all. Have a brilliant week, and uh, yeah, see you next week. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm the guy who edits the Tim and Gend Weekend Podcast. I'm the guy who makes Gendel's living room go from this... Wear that for the skate final. You've got to wear that for the skate final. ...to this... Wear that for the skate final. You've got to wear that for the skate final. So this is the bit where Tim and I would usually catch up, and I would get to tell you guys all about my podcast, Mixtapes with Mike, where a different guest each week picks 10 tracks, and we talk about the music and what it means to them. And if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, this week's guest is skateboarder, artist, and owner of Heroin Skateboards, Mark Foz Foster. Now, this is a guy who took his hobby of drawing little monsters and turned it into a career that has seen him collaborate with some of the biggest brands in skateboarding and ultimately relocate to LA where he became the creative director of Andrew Reynolds' apparel brand, Altamont. He's a super interesting guy and he was very generous with his time and it's probably one of my favourite episodes today. So if you want to check it out, just click the link in the show notes of the Tim and Gen Weekend podcast and please, for the love of God, someone leave them a review.